0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode with Hoops with Coop. I'm your host Noel. and sad to say there's still no NBA games going on. So we are bored for the most part. Not a lot to talk about. All-Star weekend just happened. Um, kind of uneventful once again I guess outside the dunk contest if you want to say that was pretty much good I guess. But you know, there's not a lot to talk about in regards of, like, the NBA in terms of, you know, this season, per se, you know, whether, you know, who's making it to the finals, playoff seating, MVP awards, you know, all that stuff, you know, people can talk about that at nauseum. So I wanted to kind of discuss the landscape of the NBA as a whole, as an organization, as an entity, and how there's just something missing. You know, over the past couple of years, it's kind of been, you know, downgrading season by season in the sense of being bored, you know, at a certain point of the year. You just kind of get bored watching the games and the same things happen over and over again. And I feel as though the, you know, tipping point was this All-Star weekend, I would say. You know, we we have Friday. Friday, you know, is always the warm-up with the rookie, sophomore, international players, you know, game. And the way they do that is, you know, you have four teams of, I believe, five each. And, you know, you play a game up into, it might be 21. I'm not 100% sure. I really don't pay attention to that, to that game, just because it's on a Friday. And it's just, it's weird. But, you know, not that bad of a concept. And then Saturday, you know, you have the skills competition, the, uh, the dunk contest, and the three-point contest. And then Sunday, obviously, is the big game. So, you know, Saturday comes and... To be quite frank, I don't really want to watch All Star Saturday Night. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, that was such an important you know thing to watch. I just I had to you know at eight o'clock. Okay, the All Star Saturday Night events are going to start. I remember you know before they. Before the skills competition, it used to be the shooting stars competition where there was be the, it would be a, a current NBA player, a legend of the team, and a WNBA player. That used to be a great concept. Never understood why they got rid of that, but they got rid of that. So now it's just three events with a bunch of, you know, fluff in between. The skills competition is dead. Um that's just it is a dead concept uh, i don't know if you've been watching but all over social media people have been posting how the skills competition used to be competitive it used to be cool and it was a very simple concept you get four people you get the ball you know go through the uh the defenders make the layup i no, you make a pass and you shoot a three make another pass and then you go through the, the other side of the defenders and you make a layup And it was, you know, pretty difficult, but at the same time, it was very exciting. They showed the one year where it was Kobe, Wade, LeBron, and, man, I'm forgetting the other person. It might have been Chris Paul. And that's just cool. You know, Steve Nash did it. Darren Williams did it. And it was just a cool event to do. You know, it wasn't as demanding as, you know, you say the dunk contest or even the three-point contest because you're constantly exerting, exerting energy with, you know, shooting threes, you know, so many threes. So you know, the skills competition was a cool one that you know the star players would actually do, but now you know you have the every year I guess is going to be the Ante brothers. Uh, this year with Drew Holiday, uh, then you're going to have whatever host team, and then you're going to have the rookie team. And there's like different events instead of it just being a one shot thing, and it's just it's just boring. It's just uh, just how I how I see it. It's just boring. Three point contest is still cool. It's definitely the best event throughout the whole weekend even even the game itself i would say the three-point contest is the best the stars stars don't mind doing it like Steph, dame tatum um booker's done it you know like players are not afraid to do it dame did it this year and won it shout out to dame for that um unfortunately i did not bet dame to win that i bet buddy healed to win that and lost some money but it is what it is. I thought Buddy Hill was going to win, and Dame not only killed the Buddy Healed winning bet, but he beat out Lori Markkinen to make it to the finals. And I had a parlay of Halliburton, Buddy, and Lori making it into the final three. And Dame knocked out Lori Markkinen in the for the final spot. So that really hurt. So thanks a lot, Dame. Actually, but won me money on Sunday night. So you know, <laughs> I have it both ways for Dame. But um. Yeah, i don't like the three point contest. It was good. Uh the dunk contest Mac McClung did do his thing. Shout out to Mac McClung. Uh just you know, I I expected that. I did have Mac McClung winning just because I've seen the high school highlights and I remember <laughs> I remember him being like very bouncy. So Mac McClung won. Had a great showing, you know, probably the star of All-Star weekend. Uh people Oh, I love this. After every, like, two to three years, someone has a great dunk contest performance, and they'll say, they brought the dunk contest back. They, they single-handedly saved the dunk contest just for it three years from now to be garbage and trash, and people are like, wow, this dunk contest sucks. Happened way Eric Gordon and Zach Levine. I'll never forget the the terrible year where it was the East versus West, and John Wall had, like, a really good dunk. And the announcers didn't know that the dunk contest ended because it legitimately took like five minutes for it to end. And they were like, wow, John Wall, what a great dunk. The dunk contest is back and then it, it wasn't back. And then they brought, and then Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine saved it again and then it went away because the dunk contest stinks and they should get rid of the dunk contest. Or just, they have shows like on YouTube or whatever of like those uh, people that go around parks just dunking like, they have no basketball skill, but like they could just dunk they should just bring all of them in and just have that be like the opening act and then save the three point contest for last like they should just have like the opening act be people that don't play basketball do the craziest dunks you've ever seen like who like do i tr- I personally rather see that than see no offense, but I don't want to see trey Murphy dunk i just I don't care I simply i and i'm I don't want to say I'm speaking for everyone, but a lot of people I know truly don't care and mac mcclung we are going to forget about this in a week from now like it that's how the dunk contest is and i understand stars don't want to do it john Moran said he would never do it anthony edwards said he'll never do it that whole notion of oh i wish star players would do it it's never happening it's just it's dead uh i saw stephen a smith try to blame lebron for it i think that's just a terrible take I wouldn't say, oh, my God, LeBron, you are the reason why no one does the dunk contest. I don't even want to say he plays even a majority factor. Now, did he mess up saying the one time he was going to put his name in the dunk contest and never did? Sure, that messed things up, but it's, it is what it is. It's more so of the fact that dunk, all these dunks have been done. You know, but Evolution came. You know, All these people grew and these people became more athletic, so all the dunks that we saw or you know people that are ordered in me saw in the dunk contest those dunks wouldn't really apply to today so i think it's just more so of an evolution thing than anything now the competitive aspect of it of players not wanting to do it because it's gonna mess up their brand and all that stuff to me that's stupid like i feel as though ja doesn't want to do it because he has a sneaker deal and he can't afford to lose because of the sneaker deal Granted, I don't think anyone is going to look at John ja Morant and say, wow, John Moran is a terrible basketball player. I can't buy his sneakers because he lost a dunk contest. Now, unless I'm missing something with the NBA players about their brand, I just – I truly do not know what the correlation is with all of that. So, But star players aren't going to do it. So every All-Star weekend, please stop asking. It's just so annoying. And then we have to go and then first take and undisputed and – all those shows want to come out and say give their hot takes and analysis as to why no one's doing the dunk contest they're not going to do it regardless of what you say so it doesn't matter unless one person like a zion type actually came out and said i'm doing the dunk contest and actually did it it's never going to happen so just stop crying about it i guess the 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 media just keeps crying about it every year it's just it is what it is so that was saturday night then sunday night comes They do the all-star selections um i will say that was actually probably like the coolest moment was the the picking of teams i actually thought that was pretty cool uh the only issue is it was so long we had a post malone concert we had vin diesel talking about family i don't know why vin diesel was in utah god i would love to know why vin diesel was in utah Uh, but this actual selecting of teams was a pretty cool idea like live I thought that was a decent a decent job. I found that interesting. The game itself, glorified, layup line, like Jalen Brown said. Um, Mike Malone, who coached Team LeBron, Denver Nuggets head coach said it was the worst game he has ever seen. And I started that made me start to think, wow, that all-star game really was terrible. Luckily I will say I did win a couple of parlays though. Shout out to Dame with that last three. If you did not hit that three, I would have lost my big parlay. So thank you, Dean, for winning me money on Sunday, but losing me money on Saturday. So thank you for making up for that. But anyway, so it just the game itself sucks. <laughs> There's just no other way to say it. It's not a good game. There's no. Um, I'm not. Here's the thing. I don't want it to be, you know, hard nose defense. I don't want hard fouls. I don't want people to get hurt but can they at least try that's all i'm asking just try i'll i'll never forget when i was a kid i had on vhs tape the 2000 and was it two or no 2000 and no 2003 the 2003 all-star game which is michael jordan's last all-star game and that was like my favorite thing to watch when i was like six years old I like. I would watch that All Star game. I ne- I'll never forget the Mariah Carey and the Wizards Michael Jordan dress. You know, as you can see, I'm a big Wizards fan. So I like. I remember that. I remember uh, Vince Carter was supposed to start, but then decided to give up his starting spot. I remember the players in it. Like I remember players like Jermaine O'Neal was in it. The jerseys with the little patch on the back of their team. Like I like. I love that All Star game. I think it went to double overtime. I know it at least went to one over 10 I I'm, I'm, want to say it went to double over time because Co- it might have been Kobe. Kobe did not want to actually lose the game, even though everyone wanted Mike to win the game. <laughs> but Kobe, I'm pretty sure it was Kobe was like, no, nah, we're not losing. But like, I'll never forget stuff like that. Or, you know, Allen Iverson, I believe it was in, it, well, that was in 2001 when Allen Iverson had that great performance when they all wore their own jerseys. Alan Iverson had that great performance. I remember having that on a VHS tape. Um, You know, I just, I like, there are other All-Star games that people talk about. You know, the, I believe it was the 1987 one. There's there's one of them that there was like a big game. And then I saw on Twitter, there was a highlight of another 80s All-Star game where it looked really good. Like it was competitive athleticism, dunking, but also defense at the same time. You know, you never forget about the year Shack and Shack tried to murder David Robinson because it meant something. Now I'm not saying all of that needs to happen, but at least just some form of effort. And on Sunday there was just no effort. uh It's just legit glorified, glorified layup line, time in and time again. Yeah. I don't want to say end it because the All Star Game kind of does mean something, at least like the. The fact that you are an all-star means something, not necessarily playing in the game itself. But I will say there are better ways to do it. I feel as though you could easily do like a tournament style of like 3v3s, you know, half court, kind of like the big three for the most part. Games go to 21, uh, ones and twos. Or if you want to do like higher scoring or whatever, I, I would just say games at 21, ones and twos. Have a winner's bracket, have a loser's bracket. And at the end, whoever wins wins the uh, money for the charity like the most like wins like let's say like 500k for charity so i would just have that but once again will the players do it because of the competitive lack of competitiveness who knows i feel like a three-on-three game would do wonders uh but will it actually happen i i don't i really don't think it would you know you have eight teams of three have, have a have a tournament winner of the night you know wins the charity money it's it's a very simple concept very simple concept but the fact that you might have to try somewhat makes it as though it won't happen and that is the issue I have right now and it's the fact of do players actually want to try looking at how offenses are you know playing as of now with Donovan Mitchell getting 70 Luka got 60 Uh, Joel had, did he have 60 or was he close to 60? It was one or the other. I I know he had a huge game against Utah. I remember watching that game. But the issue is is just that defenses really can't do anything or the lack of effort. Scoring is at an all-time high. But also at the same time, players don't look like they're trying, especially in the regular season. You know, everyone's coasting. And I remember growing up, the teams that were coasting were always the teams that already proved themselves, like the Spurs and, you know, the Kobe, Shaq, Lakers, or, you know, just teams like that. Even the Heat with LeBron, like those last two years, they are coasting. LeBron with the Cavs coasting, or the, well, the second um, iteration of him with the Cavs coasting because they, they earned that, you know, they, they've been there, done that. They know they can turn it on. And off in from the regular season to the postseason, and that was fine. But like teams that don't really have anything to, you know, have any sort of past of winning, tend to coast. You know, the Clippers love to coast, even from the Chris Paul. Like they coast, and it just gets them nowhere. And I think that's the issue. That's just there's no competitiveness, competitiveness in the regular season, and then the playoffs come, and they try to turn it on and. It's very night and day. There's no sort of consistency within the NBA, and that is a big issue. Nobody has consistency. From the worst team in the league to the best team in the league, for the most part, there's not a consistent effort every day. There are players that are not going to play because, oh, it's you know a back-to-back, so they're not going to play, or it's four games in seven nights, so they're not going to play on the fourth game or the third game that's just what goes on now and that is a big issue especially from a competitive standpoint these teams are not trying to win you know it it means something to go out there and try to win every game because you want to prove something and you want to have the best record and you want to have the number 1 seed but instead of winning 62 games okay i'll take a break and try to win 56 it just takes away from you know the The whole sport for the most part. We're trying to watch a Thursday night game or a Friday night game or, you know, primetime Saturday uh, game on ABC. And there's probably a team that's going to, I'm not going to start our best player or our second best player. And it just sucks trying to watch the game and it's boring now. You know, for me personally, I was never a big fan of baseball and soccer growing up. For me, it was always basketball, football, basketball, football. And then at a certain point, it just became basketball, basketball. That was my sole focus was basketball and over the last couple of years it's definitely my eyes have definitely wandered to other sports just because of the competitive nature the fact that players give it their all at all times you know it's just more intriguing it's not a lot of you know politically correctness in terms of players players versus players in a sense of you know players now are so media trained by the time they hit 15, 16 years old, if they know they're going to make it. For instance, like someone like uh, Jalen Brown, he talked about he was a prodigy when he was like 13. He knew he was going to make it. He was bigger than everyone. He was gifted. He knew he was going to make it. So from a certain aspect, you are trained mentally how to handle superstardom in a sense, but also handle your brand. And that is like kind of the biggest issue with the NBA is always worrying about your brand. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry about yourself. What I'm saying is sometimes you can be yourself at the end of the day, and not everyone needs to worry about their brand, okay? The 25th best player in the league should not be 100% focused solely on their brand. You know, that's like another issue. It's everyone has been propped up as to focusing on themselves, and then when the time comes, nothing really comes to fruition in terms of the game and the competitive nature. So a lot of these players, you know, they they've already teamed up in the past. <laughs> I was talking to a friend the other day about like the AAU culture of basketball and I'm saying Trey Young and Michael Porter Jr. somehow know each other and played so many uh games of AAU basketball. One's from Washington State, the other one's from Oklahoma. Make make of that as you will. So it's just it's just a big issue of how the NBA really is right now. It's just everyone, I don't want to say it's too buddy-buddy because that is somewhat of a good thing, just off the strength of, you know, players do get along and players respect one another. But at the same time, I don't know how many times, is, you know, if a player comes and kind of ruins the franchise, if you will, I don't want to say any names, but, you know, you can put two and two together at multiple stops. But then those players that got ruined by by said other player, love the guy and will like just vouch for them. And it's like, well, dude, you just wasted two years of your career because of that guy not letting you, your team win or kind of, you know, hampering them. But you don't have that issue in other sports and other sports. Especially even in the NFL, you know, the 49ers are big sore losers, but at least they're not afraid to speak their mind, despite them being sore losers and, they lost fair and square. Hey, they're speaking their mind and they're not afraid to name names. So that's cool. And the NBA, God forbid you name a name. If you, you, sub a, you have a subliminal tweet about someone. Everyone comes at the player's neck. And they're like, why would I be talking about that? Then why would you tweet something so mysterious? Jamal Murray did that recently. He tweeted something random and mysterious after Bones Highland said something or a report came out about Bones Highland. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're talking about Bones Highland." He, the moment is "Why would I do that?" I love him. It's just a quote. A couple days later, Bones Highlands get traded. Like, I just NBA players are just so annoying, and it's just you know they are very. How do I say it? Like, I don't want to say pampered, but they are kind of put on this pedestal, and Adam Silver has let it happen. Adam Silver, the honeymoon phase should be over. He, is, he seems like a nice guy, I guess, but he's very slap on the wrist. And not even a slap on the wrist, he's just like, hey, don't do that again. And it keeps on happening. He just forgets about it. Like Adam Silver is a substitute teacher at best. <laughs> so the NBA is in a very tough spot. The collective bargaining agreement is going to be bad. Those negotiations are going to look rough because of players like Ben Simmons and what he did last year holding out until they got traded. Um, you know, stuff with Kyrie Irving, uh, there were, you know, about when James Harden came into to Houston Rockets camp, severely out of shape. Uh, just multitudes of things going on within the NBA, you know, wh- whether it's the Lakers and the whole clutch stuff and, you know, tampering. There's so many things that really going to hurt the players coming into the collective bargaining talks. And I don't know if the players are going to budge. Not saying that they should budge because they should want what's best for the players. But at the same time, there needs to be a middle ground, and I don't think there's going to be a middle ground. I'm scared that there will be a lockout that will be for the entire season, or we have a repeat of 1999, and we only get a 40 to 44 game season. I can 100% see that. Where it gets to Christmas time, players are like, look, man, I just want my money. Owners are like, yeah, okay, we want our ticket revenue. And we get a lackadaisical forty-something game season, and players get hurt, and just a whole bunch of stuff. And it sucks because we had the COVID year, you know, with the bubble, and then the post-COVID year where it wasn't—it was seventy-two games, and players were still getting hurt, and it was just such like a, such a quick time frame from one season to the next. And it looks like things are going to be back on track, but who knows what's going to happen? I just wish that the NBA could be a little bit more competitive and just different in a sense it's very boring last year's finals the the two teams against each other, like the matchup was fine but at the end of the day it was still boring like there's just no core memories from that that finals it might be a warrior thing to be honest because i thought the buck sun series was pretty good especially yannis's performances and i actually really like that series and then the ones before that i don't like at all except for 2016 that was compelling but it might be a warrior's thing who knows who knows I, guess, I don't know it's just i'm in a weird spot with the nba and i really wanted to talk about it and see if you guys agree with me if you feel some sort of way about the nba are you kind of distancing yourself from it are you not in love with the game as as you once were is it boring <laughs> are you just not having fun because I don't, i'm not having that much fun watching the game it's a chore sometimes to watch a certain game. And if it's a blowout, I'll, I'll turn it off because seven times out of 10, the game I'm watching is going to end in a blowout, whether it's one team trying and the other team not, or one team doesn't even have their best players in and the other team does. Or maybe even the other team doesn't. Who knows? <sighs> it's tough being an NBA fan right now, I feel as though, and the All-Star weekend was the cherry on top for how I feel. And... It sucks. Hopefully things can get better, but that is all for this week. Thank you for joining in for another episode of Hoops with Coop. Don't forget to join the discord where we post all of our bets, all sports talk. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and the rest of the Cooper sports channels. Please do that. Uh, Thank you so much for joining in. Have a great rest of the week. Take care, everyone.